Well, bake my biscuits and call me Granny. It's Wolf the Dog back with another slop-infested show. And I am coming at you live from another dimension where biscuits are the only currency. And jam? Shit, baby, you don't even want to hear about jam. I'm uh, also live from 694.2, I guess, or whatever. This episode's Howlin' with Wolf is from Moore E in Seattle. They write, First things first, Wolf, your low dulcet tones haunt my dreams and your musical taste is always on point. Much respect. Mad thanks to the PTBP crew. Y'all introduced this lifetime D&D player to the fun Delta Green has to offer. And last things last, shout out to my friends Darian, Ryan, Robbie, and Mike. You volunteered so I could learn how to be a good handler, and I promise to murder you all in fun and interesting ways. <laughs> Maury. It's crazy that you promised to kill your friends on a public radio show like this one. Now, I promise not to kill my producer, and that's a threat, or a promise. Which one is the one where uh, I'll probably kill him for sure? If you want to write up something for your wolf to howl, tag us at PretendingPod or write a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Check them show notes. It has all the links. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, YouTube, Pornhub, Discord, Reddit, all of them, baby. So go look at the links in the show notes. The clicks make people take this wolf and pony show more seriously. Go ahead, click right now, and peruse while I read the news. Last time, not much happened. The three leads of this absurd production fell upwards into an impossibly dark and equally vibrant nothingness, all while witnessing unnatural visions of scenes that were are or will be played out, involving themselves in either this or a different timeline. They landed in a world made of this same wild texture, but the ground was made of pure light. As that setting faded, they found themselves in a junk-filled room with Leo Piston before the Uber driver Spud exited without watching his footing and fell out of this elevated room to his abrupt demise of swift smothering of the shimmering silver sea. A boat approached that held two figures, one, a ferryman in overalls, a beanie, and a big white beard, and the other was John's uncle, Don D. Pettymore. I've been Wolf. That was the news. I could use something heavy and dripping in sin. It's Dragon in 3 with What Kind of World Are You Living In?
we had the same dare officer all through like middle school and then into junior high and then into high school he was like our police officer that worked at our school and then in high school freshman year he came to our health class to teach sex ed it was uh in the time where he had those cell phones that were like flip phones and you could set them to a uh, a setting that was vibrate then ring and so his phone starts vibrating in class as he's teaching and he looks down and he goes oh it's just my wife and he clicks the button or he tries to and so he thinks he's turned it off but then the ringtone starts and it was like you're a crazy bitch but you fuck so good I'm on top of it and Buck Cherry played and um Nice. Not sure I ever recovered. Buck Cherry played here in Springfield, and the guitarist uh, shopped at our local music place, Hoover, and bought the exact guitar that my guitarist was uh, saving up for. <laughs> wow. Damn. He was in the store at the same time and oh, watched him walk out brutal. with it. <laughs> that sucks. It, was, wow. it really sucked. <laughs> Zach, when, really you say, sucked. when you say you've never recovered from that, like, you mean that was the moment that set what you wanted to be in life or <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like, man, there's not, there's not much that's better than that. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we, how we get back. Oh, I guess we just start the, uh, I guess we just start. Yeah. For once we could game. just have an episode start with us playing. <laughs> mm, have we done that? No, we kind of do the Dragon Ball Z thing where like you think it's going to fill up the whole time slot, but then it's like short and half of it is recap and them fucking around. And uh, I thought you meant that we were just dragging our balls. Same thing. <laughs> well, instead of dragging our balls, let's get some oopsies out of the way. I've got some whoopsies, two whoopsies to be exact to start out with. Uh, first whoopsie, well, you guys woke up in the mausoleum. And you've been through some shit, uh, especially this time. You've definitely been around lots of unnatural, learned oh, yeah. lots about the unnatural. And every time that's happened so far, we've changed the entire nature of the role-playing game that we're playing by having you guys roll 2d20 for unnatural uh, and adding that to your skill points. So I need Joe... Thomas, Luke, to roll 2d20 for unnatural, and Justin, Hi. I assume that on your character sheet, your unnatural score is at a zero? No, it's it's quite high, actually. Oh, good. That is what... Did we talk about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, good. The uh, rest of you might get some real high numbers here, so let's hear those 2d20 rolls. 29 total for me. 29 total. Okay, so what does that put your total at? Uh, that's a good question. I, that's why I asked it. I uh, love <laughs> asking good questions. Okay, I have 79 now. Jesus fucking Christ. Huh, yeah. I'd smoke that guy's cum. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe, how much? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I rolled back-to-back back sevens. So uh, that's, that's a 14 added to my... I had 49, I think, so I'm at 63. Oh, that, uh, that's really, really high for an unnatural score. And uh, Thomas? Speaking of 14, I rolled a 14 and a 9, which is 23. Added to my previous score, that gives me 67. Nice. We're all good at unnatural. Zach's like, why did I give them 2d20? 
Nah, you know, this is, we're in the, um, I know that you guys aren't fans of quality film, but I believe they call this the end game. <laughs> <laughs> I hate myself. And so you guys are going to have a lot of <laughs> natural skill points. Luke is a member of the Moxie, our local independent theater, which means that according to his contract, he's not allowed to watch Marvel movies. <laughs> Hills films have climaxes and denouements. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have badass shit like end games. Luke likes to go to the cinema. We like to go to the right. movies. Right, yeah. <laughs> cinema. Yeah, okay. I enjoy Kano. I only watch movies where the women have armpit hair. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of my dating policy. <laughs> oh, you guys have a lot of unnatural yeah, skills, we do. Uh, at this point, and you can use those whenever you want to do things that are unnatural. Wasn't there a big downside to it if we if we oh, failed yeah. it? Oh yeah. Yep. If you fail, it'll it'll be real bad. No, <laughs> like, okay, how cool. bad? <laughs> Zach, no. <laughs> when you when you are dealing in the unnatural, things don't always go the way you planned and when they go awry the true horror being involved with this uh this nature of items or beliefs or thoughts or words uh can really come back and and bite you in the little butt come in the butt cool (laughs) so if you were wanting to do something that you didn't think was humanly possible we could roll that skill to see if it happens i want to eat a million sandwiches (laughs) <laughs> oh that's so unnatural doesn't seem humanly possible i want to see him like eat a million try. sandwiches yeah i want to see that too. <laughs> okay so with all that unnatural business out of the way i need justin luke and thomas to remove their headphones hi joe i thought this might be the other oopsie you almost got away with it. Almost snuck one right past you, old dungeon master. <laughs> it's time for you to roll for a mania. Mania. Because <laughs> I hit my breaking point. Do you remember what it was that made me hit? It was when you saw a giant wave of black ooze that was uh, about to yeah. ru- pour down over the VW bug, or not bug, the van that you were in. 239289. Oh, 23, Michael Jordan. Cardo Coy, Cardo Coy, Cardo Hmm. Uh, an uncontrollable compulsion to see maps everywhere. To see, what the fuck does that mean? A compulsion to see maps. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you think everything is a map? Like, oh, you're like, maybe, oh, that yeah. means we have to go this way. <laughs> Maybe that could be kind of fun. That could be fun. I just read a I just read a Dan Brown book, so I'm, I'm kind of hip to seeing maps and shit. <laughs> Angels and demons. Actually, it was the lost symbol is the one I read. Oh, I don't know. Those are the only two things that I know about Dan Brown is that he wrote those two books, and he's played by Tom Hanks in real life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you rolled a twenty three. What else did you roll? A ninety two. Ninety two. The year I was born. Uh, technomania, an obsession with new technology. Mm. Okay. And finally. Uh, 89. 89, the year someone else was born. Me! Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, scribblomania. Obsession with scribbling or doodling. 
So maps everywhere, obsession with new technology, or obsession with scribbling and doodling. Do I have anything on my person that I could scribble with at this point? Oh, uh, you know what? I think uh, I, you I think were I in your uniform. A, yeah, I think I've whipped out a notepad a few times. Oh yeah, whip it out, notepad, pen. Uh, I'm between maps and notepad. What do you What do you think? Do you Do you have a narrative one that would help you? Uh, I think both would be excellent. I will say two things. One, we have had a virus uh, of sorts in this show before, where. Uh, scribbling was seen, uh, happened by the people who had it and I think that would be narratively interesting because if you start scribbling stuff constantly I think the other PCs will think there's something wrong with you uh, which could be interesting and then I think the map could be narratively interesting as well because you are currently looking for a way out of this place so that would uh, lead you very easily to play out that one fuck they're both good I, both, I can see how I could play both of them. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go, oh shit. I'm going to go C maps. I'm going to go C maps. Okay. Yeah. That C maps, uh, on this, on the shimmering silver sea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get the boys back in here with Matt man, <laughs> Matt man, Joe. <laughs> Birdie, 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 eagle, albatross, par, birdie, 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 bogey, double bogey, triple bogey. They really ran out of ideas for bad golfing pretty quickly. They came up with such cool names for good golfing. And then, oh, I've just remembered who I'm talking to. Dude, Zach, this is a great point. We know the golfing things, so we know those names. Yeah. Eagle, we birdie. just don't know what happens when you go to a golf course and like <laughs> talk to the lady. Yeah, uh, for those of you who are not a uh, citizen of contention over on patreon.com slash pretending. Oh, yeah, this didn't happen on the mainstream. No, it did oh, not. Yeah. We recently had a, had a game where these boys had to uh, had to meet for a Delta Green mission on a golf course and they didn't know what the fuck to do. I, I feel like in, I feel like in real life. People would have been a lot more helpful than Zach was. Yeah. For some first timers. <laughs> I think that's super fair. All right. So let's start by everyone I want you to Google real quick. Uh, I know this is an audio podcast and you rely on me to tell you uh, what you are seeing visually uh, to think about in your head, but I used a certain picture for inspiration. Uh, Google Red Sands. S-A-N-D-S, Red Sands Fort. Uh, this is a picture I came across a while oh, ago. And tight. it went in my photos uh, on my phone in an album that I've labeled Inspiration. Oh, okay. What the hell is Which this also thing? has a, a weird fish that has human teeth in it. It's all just shit I found on the internet. And a picture of Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> Inspiration. <laughs> it's sort of like the, saying, the thing that became Sealand. It's very similar oh, to the yeah. sea fort that became Sealand, if you know what that is. If you've ever watched Waterworld, it's very, very much probably the aesthetic that they base their movie off of. It's the exact rusty <laughs> aloft above an ocean, uh, yeah. dilapidated. Yeah, so basically, what I'm picturing as you guys are poking your heads out of this 
door of this hatch that kind of opens out down. You see a ladder looking down on this boat uh, about 10 yards below uh, this bay boat made out of this this same familiar inky black yet unnaturally colorful material that also makes up the sky. You see the two men standing on this craft. One is a short stout man in his latter years, a thick white beard makes his round face look even rounder and the bags under his eyes are large and fluffy. He's wearing a dark navy beanie and a wool plaid shirt under olive corduroy overalls. And the other man is John Lee Pettymore, the fourth's uncle, Don D. Pettymore. As you all poke your heads out of this hatch, uh, we can see from the outside that you are in this kind of um, this lofted room that is made out of this similar inky black yet colorful substance that is on stilts. Uh, It is like a stilted room that the stilt legs then go down into this shimmering silver sea below you. Everyone roll sanity. <laughs> oh wait, that's a deep. Because you haven't rolled sanity since you arrived wherever you are now, and I I do think that that was a third whoopsie. So we're uh, <laughs> rule of three. Whoopsies. I lost. I don't I don't know if that's a whoopsie because this just happened. Your brain finally caught up to the situation, and you're all like, "Fuck!" What were we like? Fuck. Zach, I didn't, I didn't roll um, a score that passed, but it is the inverse of a passing score. It's thirty-two instead of twenty-three. So does that get me anything? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting luck mechanic. Like spend five luck to reverse the numbers on your yeah. dice. But we don't use that currently. So that, that is a fail. It's actually a very cool mechanic. I, right? Uh, Isn't that fun? Roll a D4 pass. plus one. I bet we would remember. Yeah, we would remember, remember it and use it. <laughs> uh, and Luke, I heard you say that you failed, right? I did. So roll a D4 and add one and lose that much sanity. Three. I'm at 11. I, uh, I think old crit failed. I'm still under my power. I'm not freaking out. But I critically No, failed. you are, because you lose five sanity. Ouch. That puts me at 11. And Clark Bishop, with losing five sanity all in one go at the sight of all this, I'm going to need a uh, fight, flight, <laughs> or freeze from you. Uh, so go ahead and rank those, please. Honestly, at this point, freeze would be number one. Standing yeah, at the sure. door, so four, five, six, you'll freeze, and then probably f- uh, flight. Okay, so run away is number two, and then uh, yeah, fight is my third. And I then really fight is fu- if you roll a one. I don't know what the fight is gonna be if I fight. Probably fuck somebody up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Kill Leo Piston again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leo's. Oh no. Yeah. Julie did it once. You can do Hell it yeah. twice. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a d six for me. It's a two. Okay, that's going to be run away. Run away! Clark Bishop has not yet made it down this ladder uh, as you're all looking out this door, and he is looking for a place to run. He looks down at the ladder. He sees the boat down below with the two men, one of whom he vaguely remembers from his time growing up in contention as being a Pettymore, and uh, the other he does not recognize at all. 
This is not running away going towards this boat. So he turns back. He opens up the other hatch in the room. Across the room from the hatch that is currently open, he slams the lever into the up position. He flings it open and he runs through it, closing the door behind him. Uh. None of you are able... Wait, uh, let me get a quick alertness or search from... Sorry, Justin. Uh, no, fucking good. up your. Uh, uh, okay, good. Thank you. I needed that. Luke and Thomas, give me a search or alertness. And Thomas, because you're looking at your uncle right now, I'm going to put you at a negative 20. No pass. Oh, no. Actually, I'm not going to put you at a negative 20 because you really wanted to go through that door. Yeah, I think I'm pretty stoked on what just happened because <laughs> I really wanted to see what was like Uncle Don. It's cool to see you and all, but weird things are happening all the time around here right now. And <laughs> frankly, you know, I, I learned I could distrust as many elder members of my family as I could trust. So who knows if you're just going to try to rope me into some shitty con or you're going to make me wait in the car for hours <laughs> while you just get drunk in some bar. A lot of bars I, I, yeah, down here. I, I, and it's hot in this fucking car. And so I want to see what's through that other door. I really do. No offense to Uncle Don. I've got a personal theory that we're just going to see Uncle Don and this other guy in that boat again. <laughs> I hope I didn't just give Zach an out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold up. But if that's true, then in John Lee Pettymore's mind, did Clark Bishop just fall to the same fate as Spud? I haven't thought it all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> or even a second step. To be honest, right, so, the way that you described yeah. it, I pictured me wily coyoting my way out that door on the other side. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. So, Clark Bishop is gone. Joe, take off your headphones. Yep, yep. Keith, Joe, or pff, who the fuck is Joe? John, Keith, John, Justin. Looking down, you see the two men. I, I would also see Keith, right? Because he slid down the ladder at the end of the last episode. Oh, he did yeah, go I down did. the ladder. Yes. Up above, I'm just like, uh, Keith, uh, Don, Don, Keith, uh, Don, you'll do the plot thing and introduce Keith to that stranger. I'm going to go poke my head through this other door real quick just to be sure of what's on the other side. Be careful. I will. What if, you, I will. what if it's scary? kind of think we're in purgatory or whatever, so, you know, do we need to be careful? I don't... We'll probably just be in, like, you know, some kind of endless torture for the rest of, you know, eternity. So, uh, I might as well see what's through this other door so I'm not wondering the whole time, you know, for the next thousand lifetimes or whatever the fuck until we get back to here. So, uh, I'm going to poke my head through that door, and I will be right back. Okay. Be careful. <laughs> As you're walking back through, uh, Leo Piston is still just in his uh, in his own eternal junkyard, just squealing away in pain. And you walk over to the other hatch. Yes. Open it up and walk on through. Take off your headphones. I don't walk on. I just want to peek through. Oh, okay. Much like we did through this door, or some of us did. Sure. Uh, go ahead and take off your headphones. <laughs> Who are you guys? Oh, right. That man said that uh, your name was Keith, huh? What the hell? Why, why do you sound like that? Oh, my name is Jack Russell. Nice <laughs> to meet you. He puts out his hand. I shake it. Have you seen the door? What door? And he turns back and he looks at Don. He's of no use to us if he hadn't seen the door. 
It just kind of walks back and starts uh, messing with some some. Rope I've seen the door. Uh, inky black on the back. I saw the door. Jack Russell turns around with his uh, big Santa Claus eyebrows raised real high, and he looks real big-eyed over at Don. Boy says he's seen the door. Uh-huh. Can I uh, tell if he's lying? Oh, are you lying? Mm, yes, I am. He says he's lying. No, I didn't say that out loud. I'm saying that as Luke. Got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, go roll, roll human. Ooh. Is this my first time rolling a character in, in the game? I don't think I ever had a character you. sheet, did I? Did you not for Donovan something or other? Oh, wait. No, I don't think. I think we just kind of winged it. <laughs> oh, my God. We were so loosey-goosey. Yeah, this is Justin's first character sheet in the game. That is <laughs> crazy to me. Okay, so I'm rolling human. He's rolling persuade. Is that what you that said? That is correct. Okay. Luke, go ahead and roll persuade for Keith Vigna. I uh, crit succeeded. I crit failed. Woo-hoo-hoo. 88. What do you think? I'm going to grab this man by the arm. Why are you lying, boy? The door was o- purple. <laughs> Is that the... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of tighten my grip. Don't lie to this man. Orange. <laughs> Orange. I saw it. Why are you here? To, what to, got you? To the... Talk about the door. What brought you here? I came in through a door. That one. Oh, he came in. I point up at the up there. That one. How you? Is that how you got in here? What is this place? Immediately, Jack Russell pulls the boat up to the ladder and starts tying off. Both the rope and the ladder itself are made out of this extremely colorful, very black, dark substance. Is tying off a euphemism? <laughs> <Goddamn>. <laughs> Jack, are we gonna are, are we gonna go up here and search a little bit? Well, if you're looking for what you're looking for, I'm looking for what I'm looking for. Let's explore. Sounds good. I let go of him and start climbing up the ladder. As you guys are all at the bottom of this ladder, you can see that adjacent. So basically, the the room above you that is about ten yards up, it's square. It has four walls. Uh, you are on one side of this square, so you would take the ladder up. Now, on the adjacent wall, there seems to be a bridge, and you're just now seeing it for the first time as you look up. There is sort of a rope bridge that is also, unsurprisingly, made out of this super weird colorful darkness, and it leads across to a second stilted room. So there's another identical stilted room that is attached with a rope bridge. That's cool. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, nice. Luke, roll sanity. Fuck. 12, and I have 11. Okay. Uh, You just lose one, so now you have 10. As you realize, the other hatch in the room above you is across from the hatch. The two hatches are on opposite sides of the room, and yet the rope bridge is coming from the adjacent wall, not the wall that is parallel. It is the wall that is perpendicular that has the rope bridge attached to it. What are you looking at, so weird, son? Uh, the 
You got something wrong with you, boy? I don't. Uh. Whew. It's just hard to look at that. I don't really know. I can't even comprehend. I don't trust you on my boat by yourself, and we're going up there, so you go up first. I'll go after you. I don't know who you are. You want to go in the middle, or you want to go first? I'll go in the middle. Okay. Jack Russell begins climbing. I start climbing after him. Uh, nice view. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, Don, I assume you're going up behind. No, I'm just going to take the boat and dip. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. No, I'm, I'm continuing along. Caca, 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 caca. You birded me back in. <laughs> you birded oh, you me bit back the bird. in. You birded me. Is it just me coming back, or does Thomas need to be back? Yeah, it's Thomas. Thomas, he you'll come us. back in, too. And uh, Justin and Luke, bye-bye. What kind of cum are you smoking? Get it? No. Yeah. I do not. I'll be there for you when your cum starts to fall. All right, you guys ready? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A crazed Clark Bishop sprints through the door, Wiley Coyote style, and you are suddenly in another one of these similar rooms, except this one does not have nearly as much junk in it as the last. And as you bust in, really the only things you see in here are a hatch in front of you and two figures. Uh-oh. Dr. Marie Jacobs is an older, plump woman with mascara smeared all over her entire face. Her hair is a disaster, and she is wearing white coveralls and long neoprene gloves. She is in the exact same state that you saw her when she was locked up in the Contention Police Department, except for the last time you saw her in the Contention Police Department was on tape when you saw her body being lifted and then slammed repeatedly into the ground. So you do notice the matted blood caked all over the back of her head, and she is laying on the ground next to the body of Doug Jacobs uh, with uh, dried blood all filling his broken nose. He's still wearing uh, that same pair of novelty boxer briefs featuring Pepe Le Pew and he has a black collar around his neck. He too has bruises all over him and uh, blood coming out the back of his head. They are cuddling while laying on the ground looking straight up into the sky above you. There's no ceiling in this room. The only thing above you... Oh, wait, no. Is that the ceiling? You wouldn't even fucking know because it's the same inky black darkness that is so colorful, shining down on you and giving you peace while you sleep. Man, may you know that the Lord loves you very, very much. And you bust in here, and they really don't even fucking notice. Are they literally the only two things in here? Yes. Uh, how, how crazed is Clark? Does he just keep running past them out the next door? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, 100%. And as you run through the next door, as you run through the next door, you slam it open, and as you run through it, you actually bump into the back of John Lee Kevin Moore III from behind somehow, and the two of you fall kind of into the same room that has nothing in it except for Dr. Marie Jacobs and Doug Jacobs. 
Clark, I thought you were in front of me. Uh, I was. I, I, uh, I, uh, I was back. Th- hold on. We got. Let's try that. Let's try that next hatch. Uh, what do I see when I look behind me first? You see a junkyard of a room with, uh, and you can hear the cries of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, 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 go to that door, that door, that door. And I'm kind of pushing you along to go out the next door. And as you go through it, you run through the same room again. Both of you roll sanity. <laughs> a seventeen. Nice. Hey, t- uh, ten. I passed. I I do a Jesus. ten on an eleven. Lose ten. Lose zero. Lose ten. <laughs> <laughs> Neither one of you you. lose any as you realize, nope, this is exactly how this room works. Oh, okay. So it's just like a loop through that door. It's just a loop thing. A a loop. It's a loop-de-loop. It's a a loop-de-loop. God damn it. So it's just the boat and this. Fucking Dawn. I think I owe money or something. It's been a while. Uh He's one of he's one of those ones where it's like, oh, you're spending the day with Uncle Don, and then it's like spending the day with Uncle Don was four hours in a hot car, and then Uncle Don driving you home drunk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he financed my racing career, but also, you know, fuck that dude. <sighs> Isn't that the 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 doctor? Isn't that the doctor and the the Catman body right there? Who? Right there on the on, on the floor there. Yes, I see them. The, those 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 people on the on the ground. Remind me, Doctor Marie Jacobs, and uh, that's Doug Jacobs, her husband, and he, uh, he, he, he's actually Salem, her cat. Remember the radio switched the the Doug Jacobs and the cat. Jacobs. Oh, Salem! Oh, you! And she's like caressing his hair, Doug Jacobs' head, uh, as it lays upon her breast, and they're just staring up into the endlessness above them and you as she kind of looks over and catches your eye. Oh fuck. <laughs> now see, uh, Clark, that was a very succinct uh, a very succinct summation, as it were. Uh, I was just asking for the benefit of folks who might not have ever heard any kind of recap about this sort of story. <laughs> you absolute now, total fucking pieces of garbage. I'm sorry. Hey, doctor. I- Police officers, my ass. You're going to lock us up when we're in love? And that's why we're here. Oh, wait. Okay, so. If we wouldn't have been locked up, we wouldn't be here. Hey, fair enough. But you weren't locked up because you were in love. But if you are admitting right now to being in love with your cat, even though he's in the body of that man, that is a crime. I am so sorry. You cannot. What part of it is a crime? Loving your animal. You said we're in love. That that replies yes. that implies romance. You see, I love my Does friends. It? I love my partner, uh, uh, Clark here. But we're not in love. I love you too, John. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I th- I think I think uh, we actually we uh, yeah we 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 kind of went over this uh, when we first we, we there I, we don't know that there's a crime here, but it doesn't feel like it's there's not no a crime. fucking crime. Doesn't feel like it's not a crime. Yeah, I, I, I am getting a real sense of deja vu with this conversation. But, ma'am, once again, like, while I understand the appeal of having a cat Will personality you just leave us and a person sized body and just like rolling around on the floor with that, when you start to say, like, I'm in, we're in love, that implies a level of NFC being reached with that body that I don't think is appropriate either for the original owner of that body, the cat's mind that's now in it. 
Uh, or God, frankly. Or God. Yeah, <laughs> You're putting that's a not connotation what... on this relationship without knowing anything about us. Mm. Well, then maybe just be more careful with your words, you know? We know it's like, a, a cat mind in a, in a human body. That's that We yeah. do kind of know the, the context. And we see you rolling around on the floor there. I'm not in trying love. to... I guess I am trying to yuck your yum. This, this is yucky. <laughs> and she uh, kisses Doug Jacobs on the head and goes and looks directly in your eyes and says, Yummy. <laughs> you know, there was nothing inherently gross about you kissing your cat man on the head until you said yummy. Again, it's just the way you're approaching all of this that is very... It just seems like it's coming from the wrong angle. It's not making me comfortable at all. Good. Go away. What, uh, doc, doctor, how, how, how long have you been here? She looks up into the stars above that don't exist. I've been here forever. I was born here. I will die here. And when I die, I will remain here. Well, I don't, I don't think that's the case because we, we had you in a jail cell. We just talked about that. So you weren't. Yeah, you're literally talking about yeah your memories with us outside of here. So you won't remain here. Oh ye. Sorry, you cut out on the Discord call. Of you little say? faith. Oh, you just didn't finish your sentence <laughs> in a normal time. You Michael borrowed it. Really, just sounded like you got cut right off. So. uh... Is it well, not so, clear that my intention is to annoy you? Yeah, you know, man, personally, you know, uh, I don't... She begins licking the hair of Doug Jacobs. Ugh. Yeah, again, that doesn't bug me because that just seems like if she's like a being cat a cat, like, I don't know. We're all cats down here. What bugs me is when she implies that she fucks the cat. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. And she's like, why do you think I'm implying that? And then she implies it more. And I don't care about rolling around with your big cat, man. That sounds enjoyable and adorable. I just don't... Don't fuck the cat, man. Don't... I, please it, don't it, be it doing does, that. It does cross a line from time to time. Every now and then, she does imply that there's a line being crossed. That, yeah, that's, uh, it seems like sure. the cat man's getting fucked. Screw. <laughs> uh, Scratch his ears, you know, lick his hair, all right, whatever. Rub his whiskers, but... She does both. Don't, please don't she fuck him. He doesn't have whiskers anymore. <laughs> please don't. I was being, I was being, you know, imaginative. I was being playful, like the spirit... You're being very imaginative when you keep talking about me fucking this cat <laughs> when it seems like that's all you want to think about. To be fair, you keep bringing up things you. that make I'm it sound like you fucked to, the yeah, cat. Yeah, exactly. You into it? I'm not going to engage with you because you know exactly what you're doing. So I'm not just going to get in little word games with you where you're like, oh, you're the one who wants to fuck cat. Because you're the one fucking this cat, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know that setting doesn't change the show at all. <laughs> Uh, on that note, I think I'm going to switch back over to, to, to Justin and Luke. Yeah. We're just getting to a point where we could ask her some fucking questions. <laughs> yep, yep, that seems about the right time to switch. But could we, real quick, just ask her some questions? Like, I literally just want to be like, if she can engage with me on a real level, I want to just be like, 
What are your impressions having been here? Okay, fucking do it. Uh, maybe you fuck that cat, maybe you don't. Let us put that aside for a moment. Pettymore, I didn't know you were from here. Now, what do you mean by that? Bishop, look at his face. I look at his face. Clark? You can clearly see just the the ooze that's pouring out of his eyes and his ears and his nose and his mouth is the same inky, dark substance that is extremely colorful all at the same time. It's like dripping down from my eyes. Oh, yeah. Do I look really fucking goth and badass? You look so goth and badass. <laughs> cool. You're also in, like, Kevin's body, which is, like, scarred up, and you're in all black tactical gear. Like, And I think, canonically, uh, he was described <laughs> as Sam Elliott in Roadhouse. Oh, my God, he was. <laughs> so, Sam Elliott in Roadhouse, Sam but Elliott. in, like... <laughs> An amazing, impossibly, like, multi-fluorescent goth makeup just, like, streaming down his face. Clark recoils. Uh, John, John, your face! It's like you didn't even notice it, Clark, before, but you knew. Like, it was there, but you didn't know, and it wasn't there at all. Because when you look into someone's face, you see what you know their face to be, right? You don't really see what they look like. You know, you see who they are. John, you're uh, you're you've got uh, you got something uh, under your eye. Uh, it's it. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's always been there. I don't. I just never noticed that. Uh, you know this stuff around us. Uh, it, it's on you. Pass me your pocket mirror. <laughs> Here's my compact. I open Clark's compact and I, I take a look. Do I see? Yeah, you see. Does it does it hurt? It, is it John's not quite responding, but you do see that he's crying again and it's kind of like those juggernaut tears. He's not upset. It doesn't doesn't hurt. Look at me. Look at my glorious Look at my glorious war paint. It uh it it suit it it, it kind of suits you. It's like I uh, it's like I'm seeing you for real. It doesn't startle me the way I thought that it should. I'm I, this place. It's uh, you're you're like a you're like a part of it. I don't understand, John. But it's yeah, yeah. That's right. It's it's you. He turns to Doctor Marie Jacobs and he's like, Yeah, I'm from here. on top